Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today, we're talking about how government acquisition strategies and techniques go in and out of fashion over time. This episode is brought to you, as always, by Skyway Acquisition. Check out Skyway ACQ for more. And let's get started. There are two basic acquisition strategy paths, low price, technically acceptable, and trade-offs. LPTA, low price, technically acceptable, focuses on price as the deciding factor, and trade-off focuses on price and other factors, although price is always something that matters that you have to evaluate. LPTA, it's, it's true like a four-letter word. Well, it's, it's actually a four-letter acronym. But it's seen as something that, oh, no, we're not, using, we're not going to use this. We covered the basics of LPTA back in episode 208. Uh, so the concept hasn't really changed, but the FAR updated the application of it, the language about how to apply it and when. The FAR is now much more explicit on when LPTA is appropriate, and it, it sort of narrows the range of options for the acquisition team and the contracting officers. Before we get into that, let's stop and say thanks. Thanks this week goes to Stacy Watson. Stacy is a d- division director in an Army program executive office in the Washington, D.C. area. I want to thank Stacy for liking our podcast episodes on LinkedIn. We've noted over the years that most of the listeners hear about us from other listeners. So when folks like Stacy share our podcast, more people find us and increases our efforts to help more people. Thanks, Stacy. Let's get back to LPTAs and the the updates. FAR 15.101 is is the best value continuum. And at one end of that is low price, technically acceptable. And the other end is a full trade-off process. And I know it sounds funny. It's a continuum because there's there's really LPTA and then there's trade-off. But trade-off, the amount of things you trade off can be very simple or very complex. Yeah, that that's the continuum. So we're going to do this backwards in number order, but FAR 15.101-2 describes LPTA. It says the lowest price technically acceptable source selection process is appropriate when best value is expected to result from selection of the technically acceptable proposal with the lowest evaluated price. So exactly what it sounds like. In other words, LPTA equals best value, but we've decided the best value will be revealed by lowest price. The idea is that the government has, it has figured out that the way to find best value is going to be on price alone. That's really what LPTA is about. 15101-1 describes a trade-off process. It says a trade-off process is appropriate when it may be in the best interest of the government to consider award to other than the lowest price offerer or other than the highest technically rated offerer. This is the, the thinking part of the job. In this case, trade-off may be based on price, but it may be on other factors. And so that's why when the, the key words in this part is it says it may be in the best interest of the government to consider award. So it leaves a lot of variability in how the decision is going to be made. Yeah. The price will be one of the factors. Doesn't mean you're not going to pick the lowest price one. It just gives exactly. you the latitude to pick something other than that. All right. Yes, maximum flexibility in selection process. LPTA has taken a lot of heat over the, the past few years. And at, like you mentioned at the beginning, it's sort of become a four-letter word that it's, it's 
not encouraged at all. As a result, they've updated the FAR to somewhat limit the application of LPTA rather than just discouraging contracting officers from using it. They're, they're putting more rules in. They put more structure around when you can use it. So 15.101-2 says, except for the Department of Defense, LPTA source selection process shall only be used when, and then it gives us a list of the whens. And it's funny that they say, except for DOD, because DOD actually made it more strict than, than this. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. The first shall only be used when is when the agency can comprehensively and clearly describe the minimum requirements in terms of performance objectives, measures, and standards to be used when determining acceptability of offers. So in order to do low price technically acceptable, you have to be able to describe what technically acceptable means. This isn't easy. I mean, coming up with a, a detailed list of this is all of the requirements I need and how I'm going to know that you can meet them, it's not easy to do. And I think that's one of the ways that folks got in a bit of, got themselves in a bit of trouble using LPTA is they said, we're going to buy the lowest price technically acceptable, but they did, couldn't really do a good job of describing what technically acceptable meant. If you're having a hard time describing what technically acceptable means, that means you shouldn't be using LPTA, but apparently that's not what was happening. Well, and, and it's maddening because something really simple like your internet service, you think that's LPTA until you go to use it and you realize, oh, there is a difference between how fast this is versus how fast that one is. I mean, there's all these variables that if you don't know what the variables are and you go with LPTA, you won't have the ability to adapt between the variables later. The second shall only be used when is the agency would realize no or minimal value from a proposal that exceeds the minimum technical or performance requirements. Again, this is really hard to do, but it's also hard to know potentially what, what is going to be a, a better solution throughout the uh, acquisition process. By the time you get to the, the decision to award, if somebody has one that's 1% lighter or 10% faster, and you didn't necessarily know that was going to be an option, you can't award that anymore. You're stuck. Right. If so, if you're at a point where there there is a faster, better way to do it, and you think you might want that, you don't get to to select that if if it's not the lower price. So the, again, cutting it down to the only thing we're going to judge is the price here. The third shall only be used is the agency believes technical proposals will require no or minimal subjective judgment by the source selection authority as to the desirability of one offer's proposal versus a competing proposal. So out of the gate, we're saying this is not the thinking part of the job. Like you won't have to think. They're all going to be the same. And think about how hard that is to do. I mean, if, if I'm buying, again, you're even commercial items, but think about when people, I mean, anytime you're looking at people, it's really impossible to say they're all exactly the same, really, especially, especially in any kind of professional services. It really has to be down to, no real difference between the, the, the things being offered, just who can offer it at the lowest price is the only thing left to look at here. All right. We yeah, still, we're, we're talking like you're buying, maybe you're buying paint. <laughs> That's probably what I can think of it. Like it's really hard to tell the difference. There's a lot of difference in paint. You must not have painted much. <laughs> yeah, I don't paint much. There's a lot of difference in paint. All right. Continuing down the list. LPTA shall only be used when the agency has a high degree of confidence that reviewing technical proposals the offers would not result 
in the identification of characteristics that would provide value or benefit to the agency. This is sort of a rerun of, of the one before, right? You have to, you have to know, you have to be very confident that when you get all the bids, they're all, they're all going to look the same. You're not going to be able to tell them apart. And whatever benefit they have, isn't going to have any value to you. Right. Which means one, you, you're going to know what the benefit might be, which good luck with that. And then on top of it, you're going to be able to say, yeah, we don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you can know. tell them apart, you're not going to care, which you're still not going to care which one you, you bought, you buy. Next on the list, LPTA shall only be used when agency has determined the lowest price reflects the total cost, including operation and support of the products or services being acquired. And so for this, it's a, it's a total cost of ownership. And the, the example that pops in my head is that I hired a lawn guy because he was, he was cheaper, right? Well, it turns out that one of the things he doesn't do is scoop up all the leaves afterwards and put them in the trash can, which not a big deal because I live in Florida. I don't have a whole lot of leaves. But every once in a while, the trees will molt or whatever the term <laughs> is for it, and there's leaves everywhere, right? And so now my, my kids are out there raking leaves. And part of this is I probably should have written that into the requirement, but it's not something I realized I needed. And I just went with, oh, it's just a lawn guy. They're just mowing my grass. They're not just mowing your grass. They're thinking to go, okay, there's a whole lot of leaves out here. I'm going to scoop them up just because. Well, that's not on our contract. That wasn't what we awarded based on. And so understanding the total cost of ownership. If the government clearly understands the total cost of ownership, which is not always easy to do, even something like mowing your grass, it, it's, it makes a, make it very difficult to use LPTA. I think it's funny because in Virginia, every once in a while, the all the leaves fall off the trees. It's called fall. It, it happens here too. I just love the way you said that. Well, it's once a year. They just, and it's in, it's in it March. It is once a year. It, it's, it's fall. You happen to not have a lot of trees with leaves where you're at compared to where I'm at, yeah, but, but fall is still fall. <laughs> it happens in the spring for us. It's weird. For that tree, for the tree we have in our yard, it happens in the spring. <laughs> More things that I didn't know about Florida. All right, last one. LPTA shall only be used when the contracting officer documents the contract file describing the circumstances that justify the use of the lowest price technically acceptable source selection process. So now we're seeing that in addition to all these other factors, now it's no longer, well, potentially no longer the path of least resistance. I have to document separately why I am using LPTA. Whereas I would argue before, I may have had to document more about why I was using trade-off. This is a significant change because it's creating more work for the government team. The contracting officer always has to document why they chose to use the acquisition strategy they did. This puts a little more meat on it that says you need to specifically justify using this now out of fashion acquisition strategy. <laughs> out of fashion. Right. The FAR keeps going here. That was that was 15101-2C. We also have paragraph D that again says, except for Department of Defense. Contracting officers shall avoid, to the maximum extent practicable, using the lowest price technically acceptable source selection process in the case of a procurement that is predominantly for the acquisition of, boy, that's a lot of words. Paragraph C said, shall only be used when, and gave you a list of your acquisition has to meet these requirements for you to consider using this. You, you can't even consider it if it doesn't look like this. Paragraph D gives you a list of, well, it's not... You can't do it, but you shall avoid <laughs> if, if, if possible. Well, that's funny because avoid doesn't, avoid doesn't mean don't do. It right. means just avoid, it, right? It just so shall avoid is almost yeah. like shall know, avoid is, an oxymoron. Yeah, try not to. 
it's the flat out, you can't do this versus the, we're strongly discouraging you from, from doing these. We should make like a red light, yellow light map of the far. Because this is a yellow light, so you shall avoid. Whereas a do not do is a red light. Going back to the language, this says, if you're buying these kind of things, you probably don't want to be using LPTA. And the list is very specific. Information technology services, cybersecurity services, healthcare services and records, other knowledge-based professional services, that's wide open. Personal protective equipment, that's in the list. What I get out of this is everything that made the list of shall avoid using LPTA to buy these things <laughs> is somewhere Nobody where it went wrong. wrong. Yeah, it's, yep. it's somewhere where the acquisition didn't work out like they expected, where they either didn't get the quality that they needed because they couldn't define the requirements, where they got protests because they didn't define the requirements well enough, mostly, mostly because the users weren't happy. In the end, the government didn't receive what they thought they were going to buy because they paid the lowest price. So this is where people got in trouble. So they put a very specific list to remind you, hey, if you're buying this, maybe LPT isn't the right idea. And if we dig into what we're talking about here, technical assistance services, knowledge-based professional services, do you really want to buy knowledge-based professional services at the lowest price? Probably not, right? Well, this gives you, it gives both the government and industry the ability to say, okay, here's some meat out of the far. It says, you shall avoid this. Yeah. Okay, now, that, that just alleviated the, the, the teams from having to do the thinking part and go, okay, I need to make a list of reasons why this is a bad idea. It's written right in the far, that it's a bad idea. Yep. I need a consultant to help me do something very difficult. I'm going to hire the least expensive consultant I can find. Who's ever thought that was a good idea? Yeah, exactly. That's one of those get what you pay for moments. All right, those are the FAR paragraphs that say except for DOD. And the reason they can say except for DOD is the DFARS, the Defense Federal Acquisition Regulation Supplement, has its own section for limitations and prohibitions on LPTA. And if you're interested, it's 215.101-2-70. And it is very direct. It says LPTA shall only be used when, and it goes through most of the same list that we just saw in the FAR. Then it says no or minimal additional innovation or future technological advantage will be realized by using a different source selection process. So in other words, by doing trade-off, we don't think we're going to find anything new. That's a big statement. <laughs> it's like it must be a really vanilla item if you can buy it knowing that there's no way we're going to get future technological advantage out of it. Yeah, it's a good way to think about it. You're not going to hit the point where when you get all the bids, your your technical users say, oh, I didn't think of that. I'd really like this one because it's better. This is this is for buying things where they they all look the same. Like bottled water. I mean, maybe that's an LPTA item, I think. I don't know. I think there's probably some quality differences in water. I mean, (laughs) there's a minimum acceptable level of quality water. All right. Yes, that's true. DFARS also says LPTA shall only be used when goods to be procured are predominantly expendable in nature, are non-technical, or have a short life expectancy or short shelf life. But yeah, the idea is it's consumable. So if if it's something that's that's even related to what's going to be plugged into a computer, meaning that it's technical and it's a network element, or if it, again, if it's a service, that it's, it doesn't make sense to do it as LPTA. I like how it gets into predominantly expendable, meaning it's something we're probably going to throw out. It's something where long-term quality or that, that lifetime cost, total cost of ownership 
isn't going to come into play. Like you said, we're, we're going to throw it out. So there's a couple of the LPTA shall only be used when. There's also some prohibitions in the DFARS. Can't use LPTA when the requiring activity advises the contracting officer that the level of quality or failure of the equipment or item could result in combat casualties. If you're buying something that if it goes, if it doesn't work, somebody could die, don't use LPTA. That seems pretty clear. It seems like you wouldn't have to write that down, but you know what? This is a great CYA for the contracting officer is that give, give me an email that says this is mission, mission critical, not having it could result in, in uh, casualties. Now I know my acquisition strategy should be trade-off and I'm not making that decision in a vacuum. All right. We don't usually go into DFARS. We usually keep things at the far level. So it applies to everyone. This little excursion was because the FAR explicitly says, except for DOD, and DOD takes it more, even more seriously than, than the other agencies. Not that they don't take it seriously, but put more restrictions on it. Why does it matter that the FAR has been updated to put more restrictions on it? I think this is kind of interesting because this is the FAR limiting a contracting officer's options for, for what acquisition strategy they can use rather than letting a contracting officer make a reasoned business judgment call about how to buy something. And this is a result <laughs> of something. Yeah. It, it means that, that, that the powers that be were not happy with the use of LPTAs. And like you said, every one of those examples about knowledge-based services and medical there must have been a, a train wreck of a contract or something that happened where the mission wasn't met or whatever. And so now they're taking away the pure judgment of the contracting officer to say, you know what? I can buy professional services through LPTA. If you write the requirement to the Nats eyelash and really understand it and have, have evidence of how it could actually work effectively, you might be able to pull that off. But my argument is, why try that hard? <laughs> Just do it as a trade-off. Yeah, that's a lot of extra work. You'd make it very difficult for offers to write their proposals in that case. It was down to that much detail. It'd be, yeah, exactly. it'd be really hard to know how to win. But the point here is the FAR always had the flexibility for contracting officers to say LPTA is not appropriate here. Apparently. It didn't say enough. Right. It didn't give enough guidance and they weren't happy with the decisions that were being made. So they made it more clear when you should use LPTA. And it's, it's very, very limited now. We should stop and link this to the acquisition and execution time zones. And we most recently covered those, if you're not familiar with them, in episode 317. On the acquisition time zone side, in the market research zone, when the government is forming their acquisition strategy based on what they've learned, this is when they might decide that LPTA is appropriate if they passed all the tests that are now in the FAR, right? The RFP zone is where they've released the solicitation and offers are preparing and submitting their bids. The selection zone is where the government is selecting either the lowest price, technically acceptable item, or they're doing a trade-off based on using a strategy other than LPTA. And in the execution time zones, this starts to show up in the performance zone. Like with my example of, of, the, of the guy that's mowing my graphs, the performance didn't quite meet the expectation that I, <laughs> that I was planning, right? And that's where you see it. And that could be the, the long tail of that decision playing out over the entire performance zone. And then during the recompete zone, that's where you can determine, okay, did this work? Why didn't it work? And the fact that it didn't work is probably why it ended up with more specificity in the FAR because they got to a couple of recompete zones and realized that was a bad idea. Let's not do that again.
And so now it's in the FAR. But that's where you learn whether or not LPTA was really the, the best strategy. Yeah, if you have an extended performance zone, then you're probably already not supposed to be using LPTA. DOD, like we said, kind of wants it to be expendable items that you buy that way. Very good point. On the industry side, there's been a lot of anxiety about LPTA for the years leading up to these changes, right? LPTA is not fun for industry because low price is a race to the bottom. And it just isn't appropriate for some types of supplies or services. Like you said, if you're buying knowledge-based services, if you're buying experts in a field, if you're buying the support and advice of experts, you don't necessarily want the lowest price available. LPTA limits the government's ability to trade off any relative benefits or preferences. It's, it's for commodities. And when it's used for things other than commodities, industry only has one way to win, and that's through low price, which means there is only one low price leader. And it's usually somebody that can do it at scale in an undifferentiated way. And one thing I want to bolt onto this from the government side is that this idea of hiring people at a lowest price isn't just about paying people more. It's about things like managing turnover. It's having the margin to be able to train them and keep them up to speed. It's being able to invest in keeping a, a continuous stream of new people that you need as your mission grows. I mean, I, I, when I was a contracting officer, I thought of, okay, well, the reason this is, is lower price is because they're just overpaying these, like you said, these experts, right? It's not just about the expert. It's about the infrastructure it takes to find and retain and, and quite frankly, make them want to keep working there. It's a bigger picture than just what you're paying those people. I think that's, that's why services it can be more complicated. For a product, if I buy the product for five bucks and sell it to the government for six bucks, that, that's a transactional thing. People are not transactional. And that's why we see the impact of LPTA so much more clearly in services, which is why now there's language in the FAR and specifically in the DFARs about not using uh, LPTA for services. Another important thing to think about from the industry side is the FAR gives you references. If you think the government is misapplying LPTA, if they're using LPTA to buy things where it's not a great fit and there, there really are benefits to paying a little bit more, that would provide value to the government, you can go to this part of the FAR and share it with the contracting officer and say, hey, I don't think this meets the requirements for LPTA. That's the key. You, you have more ammo now. This gives industry context on the decision tree that the contracting officer is going down to get to LPTA. Now you know where the forks in that tree are and you're, you're, you're better educated to help them understand when it, when it may or may not apply in the opportunities that you target. Very, very detailed now. All right, Kevin, that's enough detail for today. I'll talk to you soon. All right, I'll see you, Paul. Thanks for joining us for this week's Contracting Officer Podcast. When you need context on the government's acquisition decisions and thought process, Skyway's team of former contracting officers is here to help with training and consulting. To start building your relationship with Skyway's team of contracting officers, call us at 877-884-5280 or go to skywayacq.com. Okay, we'll see you next week.